AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Checking In. I am your host, Michelle Williams. It's always good to be able to check in with you guys week after week. You guys keep blowing our minds with listening and downloading the episodes. So I'm really kind of excited about this week's episode. It is another solo episode, which I just get to share from the heart and talk with you guys. It's been A wonderful summer. I can't wait for y'all to see what has been going on. Um, I've been working on a lot of stuff personally and a lot of things for the brand of Michelle Williams. So I'm just excited that you guys continue to rock with me week after week, showing your love and support. Today's episode is exciting. I am recording in a very, 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 very special place. Just excited. So this past weekend, I had the opportunity to be in New York City where we were celebrating Beyonce's number one album, Renaissance. And y'all are probably have already seen pictures. Now, let me tell you something. The only person that don't really have to abide by the no phone policy is Miss Tina. Okay, so I know I left my phone upstairs in my room purposely because I was like, you know what? I just want to just enjoy because what happens is when I take my phone with me places, I'm tempted to lurk. I'm tempted to look at stuff or I'm tempted to finish up a business email at the most inappropriate time. So Friday night, I said, no, leave your phone. Just take your key. And just go on and have a good time. And a good time was had by all. The album played hours and hours straight. I was excited because Love said something to me. He was like, yo, 
this is probably like the first time I've ever heard an entire album play in a club and it not feel weird. Everybody. Now, my I literally had on some ungodly height heel, so I couldn't release my wiggle as much as I wanted to because I didn't want no more 106 in Park situations out on that floor. But it was so good to see everybody celebrating. And yes, this is my second week kind of talking all things Renaissance, but it was wonderful. Got a chance to also go to see Kendrick Lamar in concert. And if you have not gone to see his tour, please make sure you go and see the show. I posted something in my stories about how beautiful the staging was, but at the same time, it was minimal. He is a true artist, absolutely, absolutely amazing. And it takes someone super confident to be able to kind of command the entire stage alone. Yes, he has dancers. The band is kind of in a pit. So really all you see is Kendrick Lamar. And normally you're used to seeing a lot of action on stage, which is fine because every artist has their thing. But it was cool to see um, his show be so theatrical. It was dope. And the type of movements that they were doing, I said, oh, that's my speed. I'm going to apply to be one of his dancers one day. I'm just playing. But it was so, 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 so cool. And then I had to go see his show again at the UBS Arena in Long Island. So the first night was at Barclays. Then we headed to actually Dumbo House in Brooklyn. He did an amazing intimate set of just him. And it was like three musicians for like maybe, I don't know, 100, 150 people. So that was kind of cool. It inspired me in a different way. It didn't necessarily inspire me to go in the studio and make music, but it inspired me to remain creative. And I will always love music. I am going to be forever a consumer of music. But I do keep little things in the back of my mind for the time in which I do decide, you know what, let me put down the podcast mic and actually pick up a mic for singing, a mic for vocals. And we will see. But I will say this weekend reminded me to keep my creative juices flowing. I was so inspired in so many different ways to see so many people that I love, so many people that I admire. I got to see Cynthia Revo, Janelle Monet, Tyler Perry, who's absolutely amazing and hilarious. So just being in a mixture of people from all genres of creativity, whether you're a filmmaker, an artist, an actor, a producer, or a director, so good to have a weekend surrounded by so many other creatives. And I also want to dedicate this show to someone listening right now. You were once creative. You were an artist, an artist as in like a painter. Maybe you were an artist as a singer of rock music, jazz, R&B, gospel. Maybe you were a chef, Chefs are creative. Maybe you were a baker. Maybe you were an amazing classically trained dancer. And something happened. Something, I guess, took away your creativity. Whether it was some type of loss, maybe a relationship loss or something traumatic possibly happened. And you just lost everything in you to be creative. So... 
I was wondering, I said, listen, I have well-produced shows. And this time I said, no, let me dedicate this show to creatives, honor you, let you know that you're loved, and to encourage you to get back out there and to do what you were born to do. And one of the main reasons why a person can lose their creativity is depression. So I want to talk about the 11 depression signs and symptoms. And these are things that you should not ignore. Those of us that are creative, there are those who can take their energy and sometimes even in a state of depression and use it and push through. And then there are sometimes there are some of us where it just takes the wind out of you. So y'all already know that my podcast was founded on mental health. The history of checking in was based off of my book, Checking In, and it was also to honor, but at the same time, take the power back in the moment where I did have to check into a treatment facility. July 18th or 19th of 2018, it was. It's August, and wow, I I didn't even realize you know, the past couple of years, I kind of knew when that time was coming, but life has taken an amazing turn. But anyway, that could be another episode of how you could have an event in your life that changes your life. And then when you do the healing work, you almost, <laughs> you almost forget <laughs> what happened. And I think that's what's taking place with me because of the work that's been done. But I want to talk about creatives and depression. So I'm reading something online by Dr. Gonzalo Ramirez, who is a general practitioner and psychologist. This is a fresh medical review. It's a fresh article. It just came out this month. And so I want to talk about the 11 signs and symptoms because those of us that are creative, I want you to notice these signs and symptoms so that you can possibly get ahead of it. I know I do. Like I'm already anticipating the dreaded month of October-ish, November. I get sad when summer ends, (laughs) but maybe around October, November, maybe I should be someplace still warm. For some reason, those months, my energy or mood can get low. So I'm already ahead of it. I already know, and it's actually a term for it. It is called SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same time every year. If you're like most people with SAD, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Now, before I became really intentional on my mental health journey, I did kind of notice, I was like, man, why is it like around October, November, I get sad? Or this is at the time when I was living in Illinois and around that time, yes, it's the fall and there are sometimes the trees can look very beautiful. The leaves have fallen or the leaves have turned color, but then there's a certain time where that fall kind of turns into winter and it's gray outside, it's drabby, it's cloudy, it's cold. Ooh, 
I don't like the cold. Even being born in Illinois, I am not a winter girl at all. Now, if the sun is shining and it's cold out, I can take that. But when it's cloudy out and it's cold, it's like, man, pick a struggle. It's cloudy and cold. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, I want to go through some signs and symptoms of depression. I'll never forget when I first started noticing signs and symptoms of depression, we traced it back to when I was in the seventh grade. I did not get a diagnosis of depression until I was in my 30s. So I went from, let's say you're like 11 or 12 in the seventh grade. So I went all of those years, 18 plus years, probably 20 plus years of coping with depression. Can you live with depression? You absolutely can. Can you go on and have a great career and have depression? You absolutely can. I'm raising my hand because I am a person who has lived with depression. I have been blessed with a great career and have had depression. It was not until I became more intentional on my mental health journey that I had been able to get in front of it and really, really, really like not feel severe symptoms of depression for the past three years. Does life happen? Yes. Do people try me? Uh, Occasionally, but I've curated such a life of peace that I don't even let it like in. I don't let chaos. I have boundaries. Speaking of boundaries, there was this amazing post by Black female therapists that says, my boundaries are non-negotiable and I will no longer feel bad for those that are angered by me honoring them. I will be clear about my capacity and will not waver on my decision due to someone being displeased. I make peace that everyone will not understand my reasoning and that's okay. So when I say I curate a life of peace, it's mostly because I've drawn a line in the sand. I've drawn a line in the sand of what I listen to. I've drawn a line in the sand of 
people dumping on me all of their problems and issues. Now, do I want somebody that I can talk to? Yes. Should I be a safe person for somebody to also to talk to? Absolutely. But you got to draw a line where you're like, okay, I can hear you out, but maybe you should talk to somebody qualified like a therapist, especially if it is the same issue over and over and over again, because obviously what I'm saying in return to you does not help. I can be a listening ear, but at the same time, I want you to overcome this thing that has you so consumed and a therapist can help you process it. I think a lot of us talk about the same thing over and over and over again because we're stuck there and we don't know how to get out of it. So when I say I've curated a life of peace, because I have definitely enforced the boundaries and it can seem... I don't even want to say lonely, but it can seem like a boring life because I don't know all the tea that be going on and I don't have tea to share it with nobody because that's just not how I live. I, I just don't live a life consumed with drama. I just know where I come from emotionally and mentally and I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And you are not a dumpster. So don't let anybody continuously emotionally dump trash on you or in you, especially those of us that are like sponges and we're so empathetic because we find ourselves wanting to help and help with the solution to everybody's problems. And that can be kind of draining. I'm not saying don't be a friend and I'm not saying don't be a safe person because that speaks so well of you for someone to feel like, no, I can talk to you about my problems and you're going to listen and you're going to be there. So I'm not saying don't do that, but you always got that one or two persons where you're like, man, did, man, we've been talking about this for two years. Man, we've been talking about this for eight years. I'm tired. Ain't you? Okay, back to the 11 depression signs and symptoms. So I'm just going to read some of this. It says, the main symptoms that characterize the beginning of depression are constant fatigue lack of energy, and lack of motivation to partake in activities that were once pleasurable. Like I said, this episode is dedicated to my creatives who have lost motivation and you no longer partake in activities that were once pleasurable. This is an emotional issue. This isn't for people who have decided to say, you know what, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to go on another path. This is for the creative who's probably listening to this episode now who cannot get out of the bed or who just, you're so afraid to walk out of your house and walk down the street to the park and get some fresh air. This is for you. These symptoms may be mild in the beginning, but can worsen over time and eventually affect mood, ability to work, and the ability to maintain relationships. Now, I wasn't worried about ability to maintain relationships back in the seventh grade when I kind of noticed some symptoms, but definitely the constant fatigue, I remember always sleeping. And at that time, the word depression wasn't even in my word bank. It's not even something that I thought about at the seventh grade. And back at that time, mental health wasn't talked about. And if it was talked about, if mental illness was talked about, it was talked about in such a negative way, or they made you feel like anybody that was depressed was in a straitjacket or was walking around twitching. And it is not that. I was um, looking at something the other day where Jay Barnett have, and how we talked about depression does not have a look. It does not have a specific look. It is something internal. But yes, 
Mood can be affected, ability to work, and ability to maintain relationships. People that are depressed, have anxiety, even bipolar, anybody also that deals with rejection, your ability to maintain relationships has to be intentional and it needs some work. But the great thing about depression is that it is treatable with the right diagnosis and with treatment. Treatment can be taking an antidepressant. Don't let anybody make you feel bad for having to take medicine for depression and or anxiety. If I have a headache, I'm going to take possibly some ibuprofen. It depends on how bad the headache is. Sometimes I try to just sleep it out because I really don't like taking medicine. But if I have to, I will. So I want to tell somebody if you have to, go for it. Or you might find other holistic ways to treat depression. To me, therapy, changing certain things in diet. They have linked our gut health with our mental health. Yes, there are certain foods that you eat that contribute to your depression and or anxiety. The most common signs and symptoms of depression include Okay, here we go. Number one, a feeling of emptiness or sadness. Feeling empty or sad can sometimes be physically visible and a person can appear to have like sunken, listless eyes and a curved or hunched posture. Now, remember I said depression does not have a look. For the majority, it does not. But I understand what they're saying, that it sometimes can be physically visible. Sometimes. And I'm glad they have the word sometimes in there. Those affected with depression will often have crying spells or cry very easily, will often have feelings of pessimism, blame, and low self-esteem. Number two, a reduced interest in activities that you used to enjoy. This is one of the main signs of depression. It is normally present right at the beginning of this disorder and can worsen as depression develops. So for that creative, you no longer have interest in playing that instrument. You no longer have interest in singing anymore. You no longer have interest in baking. You no longer have interest in like painting. And people often explain that they simply don't feel like it. Number three, lack of energy and constant fatigue. We know what that is. You just want to sleep. And I will never forget back in like 2002. 12-ish, I think. I just remember needing to sleep for like two weeks straight. And what happens is, as I'm reading this, a lack of energy and constant fatigue impedes a person's ability to perform activities of daily living, such as personal hygiene. Like, I just remember wanting to just, all I could do was just get up and go to the bathroom. I felt like that took all my energy just to get up and go to the bathroom. Lots of times when you are depressed and you're so fatigued, you don't want to shower, you don't want to eat, you lose weight. Oh, mm -mm. it's often a sign of depression. And the additional lack of motivation to perform these activities may mean the depression is worsening. Severe depression. Irritability is a sign and symptom. Number five, pain and other physical changes. Number six, a sleep disorder. Some people with depression, You have trouble sleeping, which means you wake up early in the morning around 3 or 4 a.m. and you're unable to fall asleep again until at least 10 a.m. This contributes to the fatigue experience because it messes with your sleep cycle. Now, let me tell you something. 
I have found that CBD oil works for me. I love the many, many medicinal benefits of CBD oil. It takes away inflammation. It calms. It relaxes. It is a beautiful thing. Make sure that it's real. Everybody got CBD oil now. But just make sure that it comes from a real, real, real place, a real place. Loss of appetite is a symptom. Lack of concentration, thoughts of death, and suicide. A combination of all depression symptoms can lead a person to have thoughts of death and suicide. As many of the symptoms experienced can lead someone to think that there is no reason to live. And a depressed person may rationalize that Death is a solution to escaping the situation they are in. Sometimes a person doesn't want to necessarily escape like actual living life. Sometimes you feel like you just want to escape the hurt, the pain, the neglect, the rejection, the abandonment, the loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. And sometimes you can think, well, why am I here? I'm experiencing all this pain. Why am I here? That just saddens me as far as, you know, the thoughts of death and suicide. I have certainly been there. And you're like, why? You have it all together. You've got everything you need. So my heart goes out. I just be wanting to shout with a bullhorn to somebody. No, live, live. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you curate a life of peace, Do the work. Take medication if you have to. Whatever it is you have to do, live, live. AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another symptom of depression is alcohol and drug abuse. Now, it does not occur to all people with depression, but it is important to be alert to any rapid change in a person's personality that could indicate signs of addiction. Look out for the person that's like, I don't need rehab. I don't need therapy. That's the person that needs it. (laughs) 
<laughs> especially if you're noticing changes in their personality, like they're being more obnoxious or more angry, just an interruption. And they'll walk into an event and just embarrass themselves. And you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? A lot of the route to addiction is someone going through something. And so you use the drugs or the alcohol or heck, you might gamble. You might get really, really, really promiscuous because you're trying to do anything to cope with the pain. Most of the uh, root of addiction is pain. Slow thinking is another sign and symptom of depression. Depression can and at times interfere with psychomotor processing, which can range from agitation to slowness. This can affect thoughts, movements, and even speech, causing the person to respond with short answers or, on the contrary, speak very rapidly with twitching in the hands and legs. Now, they have a cool depression symptom checker. Now, don't be like me. There are times I've Googled signs and symptoms of something, and there are a few times stuff I have you during your near death. And you'd be like, wait, it's just a paper cut. <laughs> but let's confirm some symptoms below. So yes or no. Do you feel happy when you watch TV or read a book? Yes or no. Are you excited about good things that are coming your way? Yes or no. How you look is important. What about, do you feel like your mind is sharp? Yes or no. Are there moments throughout your day that bring you happiness? Can you laugh spontaneously and have fun? Yes or no. Do you like to keep up with your old hobbies? So let me do the, let me see. I feel happy when I watch you. I'm going to say yes. I am excited about good things coming my way. Yes. How I look is important to me. Yes, but it's not like, I don't have to be like face beat, hair, professionally done every time I go out. I feel like my mind is sharp. There are moments throughout my day that bring me happiness. Yep. Now, so if you're feeling a little blue or worried today, this is suggesting that you should engage in leisure activities, like going out with your friends, do some yoga, listen to music, meditate, exercise. Another great way to feel better, drink tea, chamomile, passion flower, okay? It is important to highlight that a depression diagnosis can only be confirmed by a psychologist and or psychiatrist following a thorough assessment that evaluates your symptoms, lifestyle habits, healthy history, and family history. Wow. I remember back in 2018, after I was released from the treatment facility for depression, how thorough the psychiatrist was. And I promise you guys, I'm sharing this because I don't want you to have any shame if you feel like, you know what, I probably should go to a doctor. I probably should go and see what's going on. I probably should enlist the help of counseling. There are so, so many online resources. Like I said, I read something to you guys today from Black Female Therapist. If you go to blackfemaletherapist.com, you can find a therapist. You can go to psychologytoday.com. I just want to normalize this discussion. I just want, like I said, those of you that have been creative and you feel like you lost your drive or you feel like you've been doing this for five years and no one cares. You've been doing this for a while and 
no one is paying attention. You didn't get signed by the label or your YouTube numbers are low. I'm telling you, keep going. You know, I'm going to interview my manager one day, Jonathan Azu, and he was saying how it can take a new artist five years minimum to break. Minimum. It can take five years. So yes, you might have been singing in the clubs and stuff for five years, but from the time it takes of the release of an album for it to possibly hit radio or for folks to really pay attention that can really change the trajectory of your career takes five years. So some people, you're getting discouraged after five months. And I think what happens is when you look at social media and you look at where you are, you begin to compare who you are to where someone else is. And the saying is true. People ain't showing you their struggles on social media. You see the good pictures, honey. You see the touched up pictures. No one is showing you the sleepless nights, the stress, the rejection. Creatives go through so many rejections. Sometimes you will hear 100 no's before you hear one yes. But keep going because that one yes can change your life. I'm telling y'all, please stay with it. Please stay encouraged and do not let what somebody else is doing affect what you're doing and how you should be doing or how it should look. No, I'm telling you, stay with it. Again, psychologytoday.com. You can find a therapist there. Better help as well. I know the past few episodes, you know, I try to keep them light and even in the topics of mental health. But this episode, there's so much going on. It just seems like week after week, day after day, we're seeing something going on. So I just wanted to do this episode to have this quick little reminder for you to just be one step ahead of yourself and check in on your loved ones or that person close to you. You notice something is different. You notice something has changed in them or with them. Just check in on them and be a safe person. And what is a safe person? A safe person is they might not admit to you right away that they're feeling depressed. They might not, but just say, okay, or just maybe read off some of these signs and symptoms and just say, hey, I just kind of noticed a change in you. I just want you to know that I'm here for you. This is a judgment-free zone. If you want me to go to an appointment with you, I'll go. I'll even set up the appointment for you because sometimes you don't have the energy to pick up the phone and do anything. So it might just take an angel that can say, you know what, I'm going to set up this appointment for you. I'm going to go to this first one with you. And that could not only change someone's life, it could possibly save their life. I'm thankful for you guys. I am thankful for your love and your support. Thank you for allowing me to be so open. Thank y'all for being my safe place. Thank you for being a safe person for me to share. I care about each and every listener. That's why I was able to do this episode today because I really, 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 really care Yes, you see folks smiling. Heck, you see me smiling, but it's taken me a lot to, and it's cost me a lot to have a consistent smile, to be in a constant state of peace. So just know that I love you. Know that you are absolutely loved. Okay. All right. Take care. 
Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.